0: Okay, so I need two volunteers as we begin this message. I need two volunteers. I see Ashton's hand. And actually, you know what? Yes, Ashton and Shadow. Y'all come up, guys. I'm going to use y'all later. If y'all get a Bible, you don't have to open it yet. We're going to go old school. anybody ever done a Bible drill? Yes. Okay, so here's what it is. You gotta shut the Bible, though. I'm gonna give you the scripture, and whoever finds it first oh, can read it out loud. Okay. So we'll do another one. We'll do, we'll do two of them. So. Okay. Close it all the way. I see your fingers in there. Put your hands. All right. The first scripture we're looking for is in let me give you the whole reference, then you can open it, I'll say go. What? Matthew 28, 18 through 20, don't put it up there yet. Matthew 28, 18 through 20. Ready, set, go. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay, wait, Matthew 28, 18 through 20. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Ooh, it's
0: about the same time. I said
1: facts. Thon- I said tach- about it, yeah,
0: I said touch. All right, read it for a second.
1: I told you. Jesus came and spoke to them saying, All power is given to me in heaven and go therefore to teach all nations baptizing them in the name
0: of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Teaching you to observe all things whatsoever I command you, and lo, I am with you always. I am with you always,
1: even to
0: the end of the world. Okay. Alright, I need two more people. Good job. Do you all want to go again? Yes. Sure. I'll go. Okay, one more. You gotta wait for me to say go. You gotta wait for me to say go. It's Acts one, verses seven and eight. When I say Acts one, seven and eight, go. Woo! I was
1: on Acts.
0: You're letting the PKs down here, Shadow. I
1: I opened it right before the match. Ready to be Rematch! Rematch! So Rematch!
0: All right, so those two scriptures together are known as the Great Commission. You guys have probably heard of this before. Uh, Basically, it is Jesus saying, hey, you should go tell people about me. Now, it's one thing to hear that and go, great, that's a great idea, but how? Okay, the next several weeks we're going to be looking at the various parts of those scriptures and talking about the how. Because it's one thing to just, it's one thing for me to go, hey, go build a building. It's another thing to, okay, how do I do that, right? Like, so so we're, going to, uh, we're going to spend a few weeks talking about the how. We're going to get there. Now, somebody tell me, and this is mostly for the junior higher, because high school is all in the of class yet, but not including lunch, what is your favorite class? History, Uh, math. Math. What's yours, Pumpkin? School. Recess. Recess? Yes, Justin. Science. Science. What'd you say? The bathroom. (laughs) All right. So tell me this. Tell me this, somebody. Um, Can anybody here who's already in school? Tell me the name of somebody you've met that you didn't know before this school year. Yes. Oh, his named... no, is Damien. Damien. Okay, yeah, Justin no, had a friend named Damien. I yes. I met somebody
1: named
0: Liam. Liam? Liam's a full cool name. Where, where's Liam from? from? Where's right? Liam from? I don't
1: know. Oh, okay. <laughs> one Direction.
0: From what is from One Direction? Justin said. There's a moment of silence for the yes. year-long break. Um, Okay. That
1: was a guess.
0: (laughs) All right. Anybody else? Anybody new that you know the name? No? Okay. You guys said you couldn't know what? My whole section. Your whole section? Give me one person. Her name is Daniela. Daniela? Is she like the section leader or is she a your age? She's probably a senior. She's a senior, you think? Okay. Cool. So here's the thing. Um, I want you to think about something that you just had to tell somebody about. It could be a song you heard and you were like, dude, I need to make sure everybody hears this. It could be a place you went to eat. It could be a movie. You know, you, you know what I'm talking about? the thing where you experienced it and you immediately wanted to tell people about it. I remember probably two or three years ago now, it was a Sunday morning, and Audrey came up to me and she was like, she had her phone and she was like, here, you've got to watch this. It was this Ed Sheeran video of him with his loop pedal playing like a million loops, you know. um, Because she knew I would nerd out on that, and I did. Um, But I'd never heard of Ed Sheeran before that. That was the first time I ever heard of him. It was right before that last 10 album or X, I don't know what it's called. It was right before that one came out. And so, you know, she she wanted to tell me about it. What else? What, What were you thinking Okay, so you wanted to talk about the book you had in your summer reading, that's good, it was a good summer reading, yes. I marched correctly. You wanted to tell everybody that you marched correctly, yes, that's awesome, yes, shadow. And I wrote the Tower of Terror. You wrote the Tower of Terror, yes, that's true, because I heard about it when you go back to Florida, like, that, you know, you went to Disney and you want to tell everybody that, that you wrote the Tower of Terror. And that is totally true, those are all awesome Examples that is what the Great Commission is about. Okay, the Great Commission is about we have this amazing thing We have the salvation of Jesus. We have a God who loves us despite all of our screw-ups No matter how much we screw ourselves up God still loves us. That is the Great Commission. We want to tell people about that and so we have this opportunity to tell people about Jesus and if we don't tell them This is what happens. Let's hit that video
1: than cancer and don't get it out because we bow the whole bit in our pockets that's creepy that's not just creepy that's cruel and unusual strange it's and it's look to your neighbor and smile and now realize that even though you smiled at your neighbor and you were kind they still may not share the biggest message of all time i call it the gospel but if the dead man could speak he would probably with as much passion as he could in his decomposing body that he had never heard of such a thing, that he had never experienced such a thing, he might ask you why did you smile at me if you were going to just let me die. If the dead man could speak, he would ask you what was so scary about stepping out of what was politically correct to tell me that someone died I think we get so wrapped up in the small things that we forget the big things. He allowed our fear, our greed, idolatry, qualification, and complacency to stop us from giving the biggest ministry of all time. Love is an action word, not a contemporary word that we will break apart and dissect and spread apart and share in a sermon or a dissertation or an essay or a response. So if the dead man could speak, he would probably look you in the face and ask you why you never talked. If the dead man could speak, he would probably ask you if you thought you were being complimentary or kind by lying to his face about the future in his life and never allowing him the opportunity to choose Christ. If the dead man could speak, he would probably ask you if it was worth it, if all that money you saved was worth it. Tell it to a face of a dead man who never had a chance to experience life or happiness or eternity. Let's go back to the beginning of the story. Let's say the dead man. He came into the classroom, limping. You know, because that's how bones walk. Let's say he limps into this classroom and looks everyone in the face and says, "Hey, I remember that time. I remember that time you gave me the opportunity. You gave me the chance. You gave me something that I didn't even ask for, something I didn't seek. But now I have nothing to do but thank you because I could have spent my entire life burning, but you came to me, you." You've got to give of yourself because it will cost you to share this gospel. If the dead men could speak, they would all say different things depending on how we interacted with them. Speak to those in love, please. You don't need posters and signs and anger. Show them love. Speak to them the word. I don't want your doctrine or your indoctrination. Just give them the word, please. Let your cry down, and let me use you when you're so hurt. And sometimes you're crying. You no longer wonder why nobody accepts you. You wonder why nobody respects you. And then you'll remember the dead man, and you'll smile because when he sees you the next time, the only words that're gonna come out of his mouth are "Thank you."
0: That—that that is the Great Commission. That is the focus of the next few months, or the next uh, couple, several weeks, at the very least. Um, is that right there? The Great Commission: Go and make disciples. Go tell people about Jesus. We are tour guides leading people towards Jesus. Okay? It may not be all at once. It may take step by step, but that's what we're going to do. And so tonight we're going to focus on one particular aspect. Of the Great Commission. Okay? We're gonna look at the first line of each of these two verses, okay? Uh was Matthew 28, 18 again. It says, Then Jesus came to who? To them and said what he was gonna say. Go to Acts chapter 1. It said he said to them, It is not for you, and he gives this commission. Now, what does the word them mean? what other than you yes Um, what if I said what's in between them and him it could have said he came he said to him what does him mean him is one person there is multiple persons right so in each of these statements each time Jesus gave the great commission he said here's what I want you to do he wasn't speaking one on one it wasn't like if I put you aside and say, hey, you know, your parent pulls you aside and says, hey, will you take the trash out. That's not a group effort, right? He's not like, well, you guys get together and get the trash out. You know, that's a one-person thing. If I, you know, if he says, hey, will you unload the dishes, that's probably a one-person thing. But in this situation, Jesus knew this was no small thing he was asking. And so he didn't say, Peter, come here. Come here, Peter, you're my favorite. You're the, you're the first among equals. You go spread the gospel. He didn't do that. He's got the whole group. All the disciples are together. When Jesus says, you guys, y'all, in a southern vernacular, right? He said to them, y'all go tell people about me, which tells me that this great commission is not a one-person undertaking. Okay? It's not something that only one of us can do, because if one person gets tired, then there's other people to help them. That's why it's better when you work out in groups, right? Those of you who exercise, you know, if you do it by yourself, it's a lot easier to slack off. It's so a lot of to you go, oh, I'll finish that tomorrow, or whatever it may be. But when you've got a partner with you, you have more no motivation, right? Because they can pick you up. They can encourage you. i got to tell you, just this week I experienced this. Man, I had lunch with Renee and Diana on Sunday. And as we were leaving, Diana pulled me aside, and she just encouraged me. And I was like, you know, I needed that. I had lunch with Tate and Amanda on, on Monday, and they were encouraging me. In part of our conversation. And, you know, that's, that's good stuff, guys. We all need that. We need people around us to help to pick us up, right? Because none of us can do the Great Commission on our own. Jesus said, you will go into Jerusalem and Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. I don't really have a way to get to the ends of the earth, right? Like, I can't do that on my own. Um, but it's luckily, it's not just a one-man commission. God's commission, the Great Commission, is a group mission. Okay, the Great Commission is a group mission. So we have the opportunity to lean on one another and for all of us to do our part in, in doing that. And I've got one more little video I want to show you that kind of demonstrates what it's like for one person to get picked up by the team.
1: You owe me eight suicides and five hundred push-ups. Please leave my job. Thanks, Fire. Gentlemen,
0: see you tomorrow. I'll do push-ups for you. He said we're a team. One person struggles, we all struggle. We all try it, right?
1: I'll do some. I'll run suicide suit.
0: If you uh, don't know the story of that movie, it's called Coach Carter, and it uh, started. <laughs> um, and Timo Crew is the guy on the sideline there with the Afro. He uh, he had been kicked off the team for screwed up. And Coach Carter told him, to come back on the team if you do like a thousand push-ups and five or something insane during during his practice." And he worked his butt off, but he was still short. And you can see he was all out of press and jacked up. And so he was, Coach Carter said, "Leave my gym. You didn't make it. And you're done." And the team picked him up, and they said, "You know what? We'll help him do it." And he kept going. He didn't give up. But they helped him along. That is what the Christian walk is for. That's why we have church, and we don't just each study the Bible on our own. That's why we come on Wednesday nights and Sundays and, and sun, you know, that's why we do what we do so that we can, can push each other along and can help each other along. We can do this as a team. And the Bible has all kinds of examples, Can anybody give me an example of a biblical team, a team in the Bible where it was more than one person working uh, for, for whatever their cause was? Yes, Ron? The disciples, the disciples yeah, the 12 disciples. That's like the most obvious one ever, right? There was 12 disciples. And then within the 12 disciples, there was even like the, three, the big three. There was Peter, James, and John. But even again, it wasn't just one. It was three because even Jesus knew that, you know, I've got, if I'm going to have these guys who are a little bit special, there needs to be more than one. Okay, yeah, that's why we have a leadership team. That's why I'm trying to start the student leadership team again this year. Um, not just a student leader person because it, it takes more than one. What are some other biblical teams? Yes. Moses and his brother. When they were free and the other slaves. Moses and his brother. That's right. Old Testament. We think about Moses. Moses gets a lot of the credit, but Aaron was right beside him and helped him out in a lot of ways. Yes, that's a great one. What are some other ones? Anybody else? Boy, Noah had his family. Yep. Noah had his family. Anybody else? There's a few more at least that I had in mind, and a more than I have in mind. Think about Paul had Silas. Paul and Barnabas. When Paul went on these missionary journeys, he didn't go by himself. Um, even God himself is part of the Trinity, right? God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. Right? God is a triune God, and there's a whole lot of theology behind that that I don't even totally understand, um, but that's another example of three in one. We were not meant to do this life alone, and we cannot do this life alone. I need four people who are approximately the same size. Um... Let's go Trey, Ben, A-Rod, and Sam. Y'all will work. Bring your chairs up here. Bring your chairs up here. We're gonna, we're gonna try a little something here. All right, so put your chair. Make a square out of your chairs facing outward. So like, kind of put them all, yep, kind of like that. Okay. And you're gonna sit on your chair and you're gonna turn to the left. Are we gonna time up now? Turn to or? the left, okay? Now put your feet flat on the floor. Oh, that didn't work. Hang on. We gotta put your chairs to the outside. We gotta put your chairs to the outside. Stand up real quick. Just flip them around like this. Yeah, Do what? It's, it's like what we did at camp. We did something like this at camp. Okay, turn to your left. Turn to your left. Okay, you might have to switch in closer because I think it's too far away. And then each of you is gonna lean back so that your back is on the person's knees behind you. And I need some other people to help pull the chairs away. To pull the chairs away, a little help here. So lean back, yeah, scootch in some more there, man. As close as you can, yeah, there we go. Okay, there we go, y'all ready? All right, feet flat on the floor, lift up, lift your butts up. Oh, they did it, first try. Woo, okay. And see if one person wasn't here, this thing would not be working. I'm not sure it's working anyways, because I feel like they're about to fall. But uh, alright, let's let's see if we can get it back there. Oh I can't wedge it under there. Eh, there we go, close enough. Alright, good job guys, you can take your chairs back, thank you. Thank you. I'm a little impressed. Usually when I every time I've ever seen that down, it didn't work the first time and everybody fell down. But uh, yeah, we did it at camp, we did like ten people. It's a little easier that way. But again, the point is, if one of those guys didn't pull their weight, the whole thing falls down, right? So then equally, the weight was equally distributed among the four guys. And that's the way God gave us this great commission. It wasn't for one person. It was for us as a group. And so it's so cool. I was thinking about our uh, about our youth group. How many of you guys go to Permian this year? A bunch of you. One, two, three, four, five, six. Montana's not here. You know, uh, we have a lot of permanent students this year. How many of you guys are going to bottom this year? You and Hope's not here. Um Hope's at Bottom. Nimitz, who we got from Nimitz, you and the twins aren't here tonight, but they go to Nimitz. Um Connection, I know you're weird <laughs> homeschool kids, and you know, we got one of those, and I know we got Midland and Monaghan's as well. Um But, you know, for the most part, none of y'all are alone in school. You have other people from our church. And even if you don't have other people from our church, Midland, you do have first priority. Because that's what first priority is for. It's in Midland now. I'm pretty sure it's on the high schools, on both high schools now this year. So first priority is available for you too in Midland. That's why we're going to the rally. So you can meet other people who love Jesus and go to your school. That's part of the reason for the rally on Saturday night. Um, It's another reason I would encourage you to go to the rally. Because that is an opportunity for you to meet a group of people that love Jesus like you do and that will help encourage you in that. See, I don't want you to have to do this walk alone. God gave us this great commission. It's great. That means it's big. You know how you... uh, What does it say? You You know how you eat an elephant? One bite at a time. And luckily... I don't have to eat the whole elephant. We've all got each other. No one person has to eat the whole elephant. Whole, no one person has to eat the whole elephant. That's the phrase I was trying to get across. We all have each other to support us. So I want you to remember that. As you go back to school and you think about, oh my gosh, you know, I love God. I want to tell people about Him, but it's really hard. You're not alone. You have people helping you. It was never intended for us to do it alone. You've got a whole youth group, a whole church, you got Christians throughout your school who, who would love to support you and for you to support them and making sure that your school hears about Jesus. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day. God, I thank you for uh, this group and the chance to get back together and to uh, hang out and to lift each other up. I pray that we would do that. I pray that we would be um, the church, the body, the family uh, of God that you have created us to be, that we would lift each other up and encourage one another. Um, as we take on what is a hard task for one person, uh, but what is a uh, a task that, that you have given us people to help us with, I pray that we would not forget it, and I pray that we would keep in mind when it gets hard, when when it gets when we feel like it's lonely, God, that we are not alone. You have put those around us to help in prayer. God, we love you. We thank you. In the name we pray.